0: He didn't say to do this when it's easy or convenient or politically correct. This is the LifeSpring One Year Bible coming to you from Riverside, California and podcasting since 2004. My name is Steve Webb, I'm your OG Godcaster. This is the first day of the last week of episodes for season 13 and for the LifeSpring One Year Bible. Yes, including today, there are just seven episodes left. This week, we'll be bringing a close to each of the seven books we're now reading. Today is Epistle Sunday. Our reading will be the tiny little book of Jude, just 24 verses, and while it is short, we need to remember that it's in the Bible for a reason. Its message is important. The website is lifespringmedia.com and you'll have contact information as always at the end of the show. Before we read, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you for your word. And as we read today, we ask that you bless us and that you would teach us. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, are you ready? Let's begin. Like James, Jude was a brother of Jesus, or more accurately, a half brother. This epistle or letter was probably written to Jewish believers, and he wrote to them about Jewish history, angels, and false teachers. The Book of Jude I, Jude, am writing this letter. I serve Jesus Christ. I am a brother of James. I'm sending this letter to you who have been chosen by God. You are loved by God the Father. You are kept safe by Jesus Christ. May more and more mercy, peace, and love be given to you. Dear friends, I really wanted to write to you about the salvation we share. But now I feel I should write and ask you to stand up for the faith. God's people were trusted with it once and for all time. Certain people have slipped in among you in secret. Long ago it was written that they would be judged. They are godless people. They use the grace of our God as an excuse for sexual sins. They say no to Jesus Christ. He is our only Lord and King. I want to remind you about some things you already know. The Lord saved His people. He brought them out of Egypt. But later, He destroyed those who did not believe. Some of the angels didn't stay where they belonged. They didn't keep their positions of authority. The Lord has kept those angels in darkness. They are held by chains that last forever. On Judgment Day, God will judge them. The people of Sodom and Gomorrah and the towns around them also did evil things. They gave themselves over to sexual sins. They committed sins of the worst possible kind. They are an example of those who are punished with fire. The fire never goes out. In the very same way, those dreamers pollute their own bodies. They don't accept authority. They speak evil things against heavenly beings. But not even Michael did that. He was the leader of the angels. He argued with the devil about the body of Moses, but he didn't dare to speak evil things against the devil. Instead, he said, may the Lord stop you. But those people speak evil things against what they don't understand. They're like wild animals. They can't think for themselves. They do what comes naturally to them. Those are the very things that destroy them. How terrible it will be for them. They followed the way of Cain. They rushed ahead and made the same mistake as Balaam did. They did it because they loved money. They are like Korah. He turned against his leaders. Those people will certainly be destroyed, just as Korah was. They are like stains at the meals you share. They eat too much. They have no shame. They are shepherds who feed only themselves. They are like clouds without rain. They are blown along by the wind. They are like trees in the fall. Since they have no fruit, they are pulled up, so they die twice. They are like the wild waves of the sea. Their shame rises up like foam. They are like falling stars. God has reserved a place of very black darkness for them. He will keep them there forever. Enoch was the seventh man in the family line of Adam. He gave a prophecy about those people. He said, Look, the Lord is coming with thousands and thousands of His holy ones. He is coming to judge everyone. He is coming to sentence all ungodly people. He will judge them for all the ungodly acts they have done. They have done them in ungodly ways. He will sentence ungodly sinners for all the bad things they have said about him. Those people complain. They find fault with others. They follow their own evil longings. They brag about themselves. They praise others to help themselves. Dear friends, Remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ said was going to happen. They told you, in the last days, some people will make fun of the truth. They will follow their own ungodly longings. They are the people who separate you from one another. They do only what comes naturally. They are not led by the Holy Spirit. Dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith. Let the Holy Spirit guide and help you when you pray. The mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ will bring you eternal life. As you wait for His mercy, remain in God's love. Show mercy to those who doubt. Pull others out of the fire. Save them. To others, show mercy mixed with fear. Hate even the clothes that are stained by the sins of those who wear them. Give praise to the One who is able to keep you from falling into sin. He will bring you into His heavenly glory without any fault. He will bring you there with great joy give praise to the only god he is our savior glory majesty power and authority belong to him give praise to him through jesus christ our lord give praise to the one who was before all time who now is and who will be forever amen isn't it amazing how a letter written more than two thousand years ago sounds so current Jude talks about the importance of standing up for the faith, and never has it been more important to do than it is today when Christianity is under attack as it has not been in many years, and never, I believe, as it has been here in the United States. I've heard it said that Christianity is always just one generation away from extinction. If we don't share our faith with the next generation, there will be no one to share the good news of a risen Savior. But of course, we know that God has promised to always have a remnant in each generation, so that isn't going to happen. But that doesn't take away our responsibility to heed what Jesus said just before he ascended into heaven. He said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. So you must go and make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach them to obey everything I've commanded you, and you can be sure I am always with you to the very end. That, of course, is the Great Commission. And that's the job he gave to each of us. He didn't say to do this when it's easy or convenient or politically correct. He didn't give any opportunity or no excuse for a way out of doing everything we can to accomplish this job. And we must do what Jesus said. In his epistle here, Jude spoke, as others did, about false teachers. But here, Jude talked about those who abuse God's grace and excuse sexual sin. That sounds vaguely familiar, doesn't it? Today they say, How could a loving God condemn me for who I love? This is the way he made me. Which addresses the point Jude made about how they, quote, do what comes naturally to them, unquote. Listen, it might come naturally to me to have multiple women, but that is not God's plan, and I choose to follow God's teaching about marriage, and I am joyfully faithful to one wife. Jude encouraged the believers to remain in God's love in this letter as well, to pray with the leading of the Holy Spirit, and to live lives that please God, and praise Him for who He is, and praise Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jude's message was written to the early church and to the church of today and the church of tomorrow, without a doubt. Let me hear from you if you have a thought or a question about what we've talked about. Send a boost to Graham or call the LifeSpring Family Hotline or go to the comments page or write an email. Tomorrow will be The Law Monday and we'll complete the book of Deuteronomy with chapters 32 through 34. A 50000 sat boostagram came in from Anonymous using the Podverse app. Anonymous says, a couple years ago, I had to make some dietary changes for health reasons. I learned it wasn't enough to eat more of the healthy stuff. I also had to give up the unhealthy stuff. I think it's probably the same for the content we consume. This podcast doesn't just increase my exposure to scripture. It also reduces my exposure to content that encourages fear, anger, and sin. Thanks, Anonymous says. Well, Anonymous, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. And it's also true that it isn't just enough to get more of the good food. That bad stuff does so much damage that it's impossible to get healthy if you keep eating it, even if you eat more good food. This is something that I've learned this last year. In about October or November of last year, I began eliminating processed foods and replacing them with non-processed foods. Grass-fed and finished beef, pasture-raised eggs, raw dairy and organic fruit. And guess what? So far, I have effortlessly dropped over 40 pounds. My arthritis pain, which I've had for many years, is nearly gone. My digestion is much better than it's been in years. I sleep better. I no longer have high blood pressure. Now it's typically about 10 points lower than a man my age is supposed to have. And I could go on. I don't have food cravings, and I'm rarely hungry. I realized that those seemingly harmless processed and fast foods were slowly killing me. The foods I now eat are far more nutritious and fulfilling, and on the rare occasion when I do eat junk, my body lets me know that it isn't happy. My stomach is upset, my blood pressure spikes, and my thinking is not as clear. This is a great parallel you've drawn for us, Anonymous. Thank you for that. We need to eliminate those things that damage us spiritually. This is sort of the flip side to what the Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians 4, 8, and 9. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. So, beloved, if there are spiritually unhealthy things that you're holding on to, thinking that it's no big deal, don't fall for that lie from the enemy. It is a big deal. You cannot grow in the Lord if you keep them in your life. Thanks again, Anonymous. God bless you. LifeSpringMedia.com Prayer Requests and Praises You might remember the prayer request from Brother Phil for a singer at his church by the name of Dallas, who has aphasia. Well, at the beginning of September, he had an operation, and a few days ago, Phil sent in this update. He said, Hi, Steve. Dallas was in church yesterday. He's communicating fine, it seemed to me, but I only had a chance to say hello and welcome him to church. So let's praise the Lord. Dallas seems to be on the mend. Thanks for the update, Brother Phil. Please give Dallas our best the next time you see him. And then this came in from the lovely lady, Leanne. One of our son, Tim's longtime friends, has a very young son named Kai. He's three or four years old, and little Kai has cancer, and he started chemotherapy this past week. So let's pray for Kai and his family. And I'm praising God that my cold is nearly gone. You can still hear it a little bit of my voice, but I feel so much better. And I hope to get my laser eye surgery done very soon. All right, so let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank You for preserving Your Word through the centuries so that we can know the truth. There are so many that try to teach things that are false, but Your Word is the standard, the plumb line, and when distortions are lined up against it, the lies are revealed. We thank You for that, Lord. Lord, give us discernment and help us to be immersed in Your truth. Father, we thank you and we praise you for the good report from Phil about Dallas, and we pray that you will continue to use the gifts you've given him to communicate in speech and in music. We thank you, Father. And we lift up little Kai, Lord. We ask you to heal him of this cancer. Be with him and his family as they go through this chemotherapy, and we pray that you would keep them strong and help them to lean on you. Use this time to teach Kai and his family that you're stronger than any disease and that you are indeed our provider. And now, Father, I thank you for this, the Lifespring family. Thank you for bringing them here. You called each one, and I pray that you would bless them. Give us all a thirst to know you better each day. Hold us close to you, Lord, and use us as you see fit. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Beloved, we have one more time to pray together. This coming Wednesday will be the last time. You see, the last episode is next Saturday, not Sunday, as I mistakenly said previously. So if there is anything that you'd like to praise God for, or if you have a request, let me know by this coming Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific so that I can get it on Wednesday's show. As always, I invite your comments and your questions. There are several ways to get in touch with me. Send a Boostergram using a modern podcast app or call the Lifespring Family Hotline at plus plus one nine five one seven three two eighty five eleven. Or if you've got a prayer request or a praise report, go to prayer.lifespringmedia.com. And if you have a comment or a question, go to comment.lifespringmedia.com. And of course, you are always welcome in my email inbox, steve at lifespringmedia.com. Thanks to the team, Sister Denise, Michael Hainer, Scott Snyder, Jason Pascal, and Sister Brittany for their generous donations of time and talent. Jason Paschal again did today's show art. Beloved, it's been a joy to be with you today. Thanks for inviting me along. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. My name is Steve Webb. See you next time. Bye. Bye. LifeSpring Media, bringing the message of hope, love, and good news since 2004.